Following the 2014 release of Tusk, Kevin Smith brings Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp back to the big screen to reprise their roles in Smith's new feature, Yoga Hosers. 15-year-olds Colleen Collette and Colleen McKenzie are on their smartphones constantly, sing in a small band, and take yoga classes. The girls will do just about anything to receive an invitation to a senior party, but when they discover the leader of a Nazi splinter group has been raising an army of monsters beneath the store where they work, the teens team up with a legendary manhunter, Johnny Depp, to stop the world-threatening uprising. Join the Colleen Coalition and get your tickets today for Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers in select theaters now. We will not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm, like, the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. This is going to be a, another uniquely formatted episode of Last Week on Earth as... I'm in Washington, D.C. right now. I'm at the Kennedy Center right now. I just got off stage playing maybe the most prestigious building in, perf- in the performing arts, I would say. I can't think of one more up prestigious. Up government-funded? Totally up there. And I, I, don't be- I don't belong here. I shouldn't be in this building. And I'm here. I don't know why. Um, I just got off stage. The show was amazing. 300 people uh, all came out. Super fun show. Great comedian named Russ Green opened for me. It was very, very fun. And we are now in my dressing room. And before we clear out of here, we're going to do the podcast. And we're also live streaming it on Facebook Live. So there's no point to mention that to the people <laughs> listening to it afterwards. Except maybe you can go to Facebook and watch it. Maybe you can watch it back. That's true. And But we'll be trying to involve people that are leaving comments as well um, on the Facebook as well. So we're going to start. But even more special, what makes this episode even extra special, we already got 30 people watching it live right now. Um, am I wearing Converse? No, I don't think so. I don't think I'm wearing Converse, Josh Schneider. But the point is, um, it's a special episode because if anybody who listens to this podcast religiously for the last many years, for the last about four years of the six-year history of this podcast, um, you know Bridget Woodbury, at B. Woodbury on Twitter. She uh, has always been a great supporter of the podcast. She always... Uh, and then she became more formally involved as she started to run the At Last Week on Earth Twitter account. And she tweets the, she live tweets the episodes every single week, tweeting quotes from the episodes, tweeting specific, I don't know how you even do it, how you can transcribe my strange cadence of speech. Six years, I'll get you there. Yeah, you were good from the Been beginning. For long enough. Don't be so humble, kiddo. You did, you're amazing. So, Bridget and I have only met once before. You were a guest on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Back then, we recorded it. The 100th episode. The 100th episode. You've been on them twice, haven't you? No, that was the only time, because we didn't no. record when you came to D.C. We did record audio. We did not. No. And I'm, I was just stoned in the back alley. Yeah, yeah. And I thought we recorded very, it. was very casual. Maybe you thought, right. Yeah, you like did a little podcast in your head. I right? did. I really could have sworn <laughs> different audio. It's so funny. Um, and so, 
Bridget Woodbury is here joining me since this is your hometown. Mm-hmm. And so tweet at both of us, at B. Woodbury. You're going to be tweeting quotes of yourself. Is yeah, that weird? Yeah, it'll be weird. Super meta. Very meta, very yeah. self-reflexive. Um, and we're here in the nation's capital. It's a pretty appropriate place to be uh, talking about all the weird goings-on of this mm-hmm. election and the world. And so just set the tone quickly for people who don't know you personally. Um, tell them a little bit about who you are, what you do here in D.C., but but. It, Begin, if you would, by saying how amazing my performance just was. I thought it was really incredible. Thank really, you so much. That's really sweet. And, aces. And, and like one of the best you ever saw. Like, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever, like, I've seen, like, opera here. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared. I'm better than opera. Nothing compared to Bangley. Am, am I better than Oprah as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I actually stand by that one a little bit more firmly. <laughs> not a huge Oprah. But I'm not putting yeah. words directly into your mouth? Yeah. Oh, and briefly also, we also have other people here watching. We have my friend Elaine, and we have my dear old friend since college and was the big brother in my fraternity, Spicy Kim, the one who's waving there in the background. In the yeah, you can see them in the mirror. He's, he's the tiny Asian man in the background. <laughs> he's not tiny in life, but he's just tiny in this frame. In he's actually frame, very yeah. big, especially for Asian people. He's <laughs> particularly large. And your two friends, whose names I definitely do not know. You can say them. No, Randy. Randy and Nick. And Nick, and then that spicy back there. You like going by spicy still? Yes. No, no. <laughs> you don't? In this context, like they yeah. can't Google that and find out who you are. You really don't go by spicy anymore? No, not really. That's hurtful. <laughs> No, to you. Okay, good. You gave me a paddle once. I still have it. <laughs> I thought you meant like the verb. Uh, not no. Paddle, he no. gave you like not a... Paddling. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. a paddling. Paddling with an apostrophe at the end. That's right. Okay. Like, like, Just trying to get that. Like we're in Huck Finn right now. <laughs> paddling on down the Mississippi. Um, so tell us what you do here in D.C. Sure. Um, so I, my background is actually in the performing arts. So I've worked here a ton. At the Kennedy Center. At the Kennedy Center. Um, I used to do like live event management. So like theater, opera, concerts and shit. Um, and then I got my master's degree in arts management with a focus in marketing. So that's like a little bit of how it made sense for me to start getting involved with you a little bit more professionally. I work for a nonprofit now that does arts advocacy and professional development for artists. Love that. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, that's to give you a little context. Oh, and by the way, Spicy Kim, Spicy in parentheses, will be monitoring the comments in the Facebook comments on the live broadcast, so you guys will be integrated as well. He can give you an example right now of what you're saying just to prove that I'm not lying about that. And then also we're doing something special today is that Bridget is going to be – she chose the topics. I don't know what we're going to be discussing on the podcast. We're going to keep it short, but Bridget is going to be leading, essentially hosting this episode yeah, of Last Week on Earth. Shit. And I'm, I'm your guest. So you take it over and tell me what it is yeah. we're, we are discussing. Yeah. But quickly, Spice, any comments? Uh, online or in person? Well, either. either. But in the Facebook – if you're oh, not up, there, you're there. Look, if you're one duty, I'll go. Look for <laughs> well, Trey says he loved your show in Dallas. Who said that? Trey. Trey Hatfield. Trey Hatfield. Kim, you just wrote your own comment saying Ben is lying. What is really mean? you said to say something to prove that you weren't lying. <laughs> you were lying. He meant to read so. something out loud, I think. Right, right. I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> but again, very meta. That's the theme for the episode. I think. <laughs> very interesting. It's getting very weird. Okay. <laughs> So my, my like sort of goal in picking these topics is there's like some stuff that you center around, but I want to come at it from like a different angle than usual. So I don't want to have the same convo. You're saying I'm stale at what I do. No, no. But I feel like you get guests that don't listen to the podcast. So I don't want to make you have the same conversation about how Hillary's not like your first choice, but Trump is your last. Right. So the Trump story I pulled is, I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but Sam B did this segment about how Roger Ailes is like maybe going to turn him around. 
These are all the politicians she's done that for before, so I will read you. Roger Ailes is going to turn Trump around? Mm -hmm. In what way? Uh, The quote is, Ailes polished turds into presidents. Oh, he's done this for other presidents. Nixon, Reagan, H.W. Bush. I mean, I would, okay. If it was um, W, it would have been like one for three. Right, right, right. So he invented the the town hall format. He was the person that For said, the mm-hmm. okay. he's the person that said that it's like not about the press conference. The quote is, fuck them. It's not a press conference, it's a television show. So like adjusted that format. He's also very famous, Roger Ailes, for the quote, let me see that ass real quick. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, that's not out of line with Trump's image. That's know? very true. Very on brand. Um, and you've got one of the great asses. That's the major thing. <laughs> But so the last thing that ties into that, the last thing he sort of figured out was when Reagan was running, he figured out how to get people to stop asking about his age by turning it into a joke. So he's the, the guy Walter that innovated. He's the, yeah, he's the guy that kind of innovated, like, candidates get let off the hook because they laugh. So I want right. to know. Well, like, so before you ask the question, yeah. just to set the context there as yeah. well, the famous political moment in the debate when Walter Mondale was attacking President Reagan for being very old. He was in the 70s, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, Reagan goes, well, I'm not going to let my candidates youth and experience. I'm not going to hold that against him. Yeah. I fucked it up. The point That's is. That's okay. That's close. Okay, the building to me. So what is your question? So, uh, so do you think he can do it for Trump? Well, I'm a little scared about it because... I watched a lot of the news last night, and this terrorist attack in New York and New Jersey could not have come at a worse time. Mm-hmm. And it's never a great time. Sure, sure. But um, for a terrorist attack, but this is Trump's strong suit. This is where yeah. Trump really soars. Is he's better than Hillary on terrorism and on being tough on this kind of thing because he um, he just is out of the box. He's much more aggressive. He says, "Look, I don't care if we insult some groups of people. I don't care if we." a little bit, you know, profile people, we need to stop this, we can't have it. And Hillary just has the same old things repeated over and over again. So Trump already, he already was pretty subdued in the commander-in-chief form with Matt Lauer. I am a little scared that Roger Ailes, master of media, could do it. Do you think it makes a difference that the people of New York basically said, we don't give a shit about this bombing? (laughs) They are pretty lackadaisical about this bombing. Yeah. Uh, Does it make a difference? Yeah, I mean, luckily nobody died. So. It makes it, I mean, this guy's but an almost inept terrorist. Did you see that, like, horrifying, that Gary quote? No. I'm so glad that no one was injured in this attack. Gary Johnson said yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, he really does not get his facts no, straight lately. No, he's having a rough ride. What is Aleppo? What is Aleppo? <laughs> it's the center of the battle in Syria. Right, right, right. Aleppo. I thought you were talking about the dog food. A- dog food. He said, li- he said later he thought it was an acronym. Right. He was trying to reason out what it could have stood for. I mean, he was high. He's probably still smoking weed. I'm good for him. Not that I criticize. I mean, that. it's legal here. By any means, is this legal in DC? Yeah. Why'd you wait till now to tell me? Well, it's <laughs> it's it's legal to smoke it and to have it. Oh, this guy knows all the rules over here. This guy. Well, so Congress. Right. So Congress wouldn't let us. Congress wouldn't let us like tax it, make it fully legal. So the government, like the district government, was like, "Fuck it." Just you can't sell it to each other, but you can have that's it. That's the worst of all worlds for the government. Make no yeah, money off of it, and it's but legal. But that's Congress, not great. Yes, yeah, not great at stuff. So, am I scared? Are you yeah. scared that Trump's gonna be able to turn around? Because he's been seeming more professional to me. Oh, I don't think he's, but he has not been seeming more professional to me. What percentage do you think he wins? What what, what odds are you giving it? I mean, I've been like following the Nate Silver really closely. Five thirty eight dot com. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's I pretty at much like called the last election right, to exactly. the letter. So he's at like. I mean, it's closer than I want it to be, but he's at like 65% Hillary, like 30% Trump, which is still 30%. What's the 5%? More. The earth opens? It's, I think it's Gary J. He's, he's going to win? That's a 0% chance. Well, it's, it's split between him and Jill. 
Either not, neither of those are winning. Unless some, somebody, God forbid, the Earth swallows both Trump and right. Hillary. I think that's what they're accounting for in that, <laughs> that slither. The Earth swallow percentage mm-hmm. plus yeah. margin of error. I think that's what they call it. The Earth swallow percentage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the ESP. <laughs> yeah. It's key. I think it's going to be one of the quotes that you probably type. Probably, out. I can't. I can't wait to find out how I feel about it when I hear it again. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And then I see that when you do it, it's just we just relive the same moments over and over again. Yeah, it's going to be a weird loop, I think. Yeah. If you don't follow at, at last week on Earth, you're making a mistake. Yeah, definitely a big mistake. So I'm a little bit afraid, yes, because okay. on on terrorism, he's tougher than Hillary, and you know somebody posted also an anti-Hillary meme that I had to click like on and write a haha. I mean, a very generous. Oh, ha-ha. okay. Because on Facebook. It's Hillary, I think, testifying to the FBI, and the thing says, "What don't you people understand?" I let me get it straight. She goes, "What don't you people understand?" Um, the injury that I did not have is why I can't remember the crimes I committed. Is that a joke? Because she no, it's not okay. Her I was like. No, no, it's yeah. a joke. But sure, sure. She yeah. said, the, the joke there being that when she lied to the FBI and said that she can't recall yeah. all of these emails, she blamed her concussion that she right. got in 2012 and the brain clot, the blood clot in her brain, mm-hmm. yet she claims her health is perfect. And so sure. she's trying to use that sure. both ways. Um, and I've heard for a long time Hillary goes both ways, but that's not. <laughs> so neither here nor there. It's neither. Anybody have anything to say in the comments there, Spice? Uh, not about that particular topic, but Christina Morrow wants to know if the uh, Kennedy Center is the biggest venue you performed at? Absolutely not. It's a good question, but... Um, no. Well, that's like the smallest theater here. Right. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> here for you. I don't want you to, your ego to get too big. That's fair. Know. No, it's not in the least. I mean, if you don't even count TV, which is like to millions of people, I opened for Dane Cook and Chelsea Handler on their tours, and we played up to 12,000 people a night in the round. This is just 300, so mm-hmm. that was very different. And my own solo show that I've headlined, I've played theaters of twelve and fifteen hundred several times. What do you prefer? Bigger the better. The better. <laughs> Love it. But the most important thing for stand up is that the room's filled. Even if it's a room that my favorite club in the country is Laughing Skull in Atlanta that only holds it's hidden behind the bars, behind the bathrooms at the Vortex Bar and Grill and holds eighty seats. But when it's packed it's magical in there. Yeah. Have you ever done the comedy cellar? Yes, the comedy cellar I've done it's one. Real small it's amazing. Like intimate. It's amazing. I just got past there recently. So I'm now a regular there, and I'm still waiting to get spots. I'm sure it'll happen, I hope. I hold out hope. It's an incredible room. Yeah. I used to hang out there way before I was ever passed there. I'd go to New York. First time I went there, I was on a trip to do stand-up, yeah. and I would just go and hang out in the booth with all the comics, even though I wasn't a regular there. And I was telling some story about my girlfriend at the time, who was older than me, and how she wanted to have kids at some point soon. And I was like not, I was like 28 at the time, and oh. it was like very scary. Ten years ago. What year was that? Uh, yeah, ten so years I was, ago. I did the same thing. I was twenty-one and did the same thing. Comedy Seller. Are you a comedian? No. I oh, just you just hung out to there. Go. Yeah, I yeah. And like Godfrey, you were, yeah. He's he was, a dear friend. We were just hanging time, out in you know. Chicago, his hometown. Yeah. Um, but so I was telling the story about my ex-girlfriend and wondering about her biological clock. And as I'm telling the story, Chris Rock had just gotten off stage and appears right next to me in the booth, waiting to sit down. And he just hears the story and he goes, "How old is this girl?" <laughs> and I go, well, I don't want to say her age out loud, but older than me. And and he goes, she was in her early thirties. And he goes, he goes, uh, thirty two. He goes, thirty two. Mm-hmm. I gave away the whole thing. He goes, thirty two. My mom had our last brother when she was fifty three. Mm-hmm. Now that is ghetto. 
So, and then he sat down, and I felt dumb that I was taking his seat away. Okay. Anyway, right. so that's that story. Yeah. What else um, we, got? we need to get back to Gmail. So, Samantha B is doing what? She just is talking so she about So, she, like, gave this whole, she did, like, her thing she does where she does, like, a teardown. And she's, she's one, like, her sort of thing was, is Roger Ailes somehow weirdly going to be the thing that turns it around for him? Oh, God. We can when only he, pray not. When he couldn't quite turn it around for himself. Well, he already hired, you know, white nationalist Breitbart mm-hmm. head to run his campaign. Can it get worse? Yeah. Roger Ailes is like the job of the HUD of media manipulation and right shifting. I think that's an that's like a pretty apt that's a pretty apt comparison though, because you got to be you. a little bit worried about job of the HUD. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not moving fast, but he yeah he's there. All right. Okay. What else so we, we started talking about New York. Yeah. The piece of that that I think is the funniest mm-hmm. is that two guys. The reason the second bomb didn't go off is because two guys tried to steal the suitcase it was in. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. this is in New York. Daily Beast, yeah, yeah. Daily Beast, like a couple blocks away, there was another pressure cooker in a suitcase instead of in what's going on here? An advertisement. Right. Um, and so these guys stole the suitcase. They took the pressure cooker out of the suitcase, took the suitcase, and that like accidentally diffused the bomb. Wow. Yeah. I mean, never should a terrorist bomb go off, but if it had gone off, that would be like the greatest crime deterrent possible. Yeah, yeah. You try to steal someone's bag and it explodes. But I but I feel like these guys got away with it because they came in and they were like, oh, we were we we had the suitcase. Did they, and they came out that they were the ones trying to yeah, steal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, when this one, we're gonna let you off. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let you ride on this. That makes one. a lot of sense. Yeah. I think if your crime stops a, a terrorist attack in New York City, I think you get a free crime. You get yeah, off you, that crime. But, but was that your one crime, or do you vigilante get another? Justice. That is vigilante yeah. justice. They should have gotten right into a 16-wheel truck and, and gotten 16 wheels of justice right out of there. Should you get a medal? You should get a medal, yes. Like a key to the city? Yeah, but they should steal the medal or the key off of somebody who earned it. Okay, like a like a quest a situation. Like that one. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. interesting. All right, that's a cool story. All right. Um, thank God nobody was hurt in, in this attack. The guy's a pretty dumb, dumb terrorist. <laughs> he had like some more bombs than yeah, nobody's, yeah. Ever, anybody's ever done. And I, no, think there were like, I think there were like three of them in the city total and only one of them went off. But like if you're shit. Fucking phone calls. Just yeah, pausing and recording. Missed? I'm sorry yeah. about that. No, it just happened right when the call went in. We just missed two seconds. But that was annoying. Please stop <laughs> calling me, people. Not that they know. I could put an airplane mode where you can't be able to access your stories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. So anyway, so that's that. Yeah, so that's that. What else you got first, that, Liberty? So okay, so then were you a little jealous when I did the podcast in Amsterdam with Chris Carter at UK Brain Trust, the a, British Bureau of the Podcast? I mean a little bit, but I felt like I did a better job on the one hundredth episode than he did. Yeah, you're both on the hundredth. Yeah. So you're, you're throwing and I it down right it. now. I crushed it. You're setting high expectations. Come at me, for the rest Chris Carter. Oh shit. At UK Brain Trust. Follow that for the weird and wild stories we always end with. Yeah, we'll 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 see oh, and by the way, guess. let me ask the uh, the audience on Facebook Live right now for Twitter answers. We're going to do it this time with Facebook Live answers, and Spice's monitor answers for this. We'll get to it in about five or ten minutes before we wrap this thing up. Is in the since this podcast launched six years ago in two thousand and ten, what's the proudest accomplishment or biggest accomplishment in your personal life? Whoever's watching this right now, whatever's your biggest accomplishment, you let me know. And uh, yeah, and then we'll answer. We'll that circle back we'll, to that we'll in a second. Back, give people some time to ponder it. All right, so then there's sort of two pieces to the next, this next story, which is a, a combo. So there's the shooting that just happened in Tulsa. Don't know about this. Okay, so when this happened today? Cop, uh, yesterday, I think. Really? Yep. Uh, so there's a helicopter video of this. There's a black man with his hands up outside of the car. Oh, oh, oh. You can see the cops shoot him. Right, and they didn't find a gun. No, there was no gun. Right. I mean, and, and you can see from the helicopter, you can see his hands up, and you can see him just, like, collapse on the ground. 
So it's like the people are saying it's some of like the most damning footage. We've let me seen take yet. a. It's the most damning people are saying. Let me take a wild guess. Uh, the guy was who was shot was black. Mm-hmm. Well, how did I guess that? That's crazy. You're very insightful. It's like I'm psychic. Sort of like really. political matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So the two pieces that I sort of was looking at for this is one. People are saying that now there are all these people that were pissed about the Colin Kaepernick stuff, and none of them have anything to say about this. So I don't think we've talked about Colin Kaepernick a ton on the pod yet. No, I did talk about it two a weeks little ago. Bit. But wait, but so what are you saying? What is, what's the relationship so the, between Colin Kaepernick so and the this, So this like story comes out about this guy yesterday, and suddenly everyone that's talking shit about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and all the that he's influencing all these young athletes and like the cheerleaders at Howard did it. There are a bunch of like high school teams are saying Colin Kaepernick is like corrupting all these youth and now like nobody has anything to say about it but they're also not coming out and saying the cops were wrong either right i mean it's pretty wrong to shoot and kill somebody that doesn't have a gun on them mm-hmm. and it was done from a helicopter no the video is from a helicopter oh, okay. the, cop, the cops are on the ground Jeez, but Louise. she also it was a woman which i think is newish in these sort of like terrible stories it was a woman that was killed the cop was a woman oh the cop was a woman she tased woman. him yeah she tased him and then she shot him how was tasing not enough that's a great question. Did the tasing incapacitate the guy? I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I mean okay, so here's this is he's the not thing. like coming at her in the video and for sure. One other very interesting thing I think you guys should check out is you should go to my Facebook um, fan page, facebook.com slash Ben and watch the third or on Tommy Laren's t- Facebook slash Tommy Laren. Tommy, the blonde conservative does, who does final thoughts, those very angry, very, very extreme far right rants. Um, who was the guest on Political Idiot Test, been a guest on this podcast with Jank Uger on the other side of the spectrum. I was just in Dallas doing shows, and Tommy, I went to her studio at Glenn Beck's The Blaze TV, and she and I debated all the issues of the election for 30 minutes. And the very end, she makes a comment about Black Lives Matter and tried to defend it, but we didn't really get into it, so we can get into it in a little bit more detail now, but we discussed everything else at length yeah. there, and it's interesting to see for you guys that are interested in the political stuff, but um, which is most of you in this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, but... Colin Kaepernick, I think, has a real valid point. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter has a real valid point. There is an institutionalized racism that happens in our country, and and it's not an official law, it's not an official regulation. So sure. I understand when the people say that uh, that America tries to uphold better things, and like I said, oh, we did talk about in, in depth about Colin Kaepernick. And I said, I I personally would never not stand for the national anthem, but but you have to support somebody's right to do it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful about being able in this country to not stand for a song. Ah, it just happened. It just like really? vibrated, yeah. But I don't know if that had to do with it. I feel like it didn't have to do with it. I'm going to go airplane. No, I can't go airplane mode. That doesn't happen again. I think we um, can, we have, like, can a magic actually... Opens, like a little secret bathroom and all this like oh, magic wow. Houdini posters on the walls. It was really cool. It was very magic. I think you can house. go airplane mode. I think I can swing oh, okay. the rest of this. Cool. So the other half of this sort of thing I was going to talk about is like I wanted to give you a DC story. Yeah, please. DC story. So at AU which is historically a very white university. There are a bunch of people, like the black women that just moved in, and there are dudes running around, white dudes running around, throwing bananas at them. Whoa. And so there's all this conversation on campus about how, like, this is what, like, people that are against Colin Kaepernick are, are sort of engendering in college students. It's what the Trump movement is, like, bringing around. I guarantee those assholes are Trump supporters. Right, but it kind of ties it all together, like, but... And potassium supporters. Yeah. Well, mm, it's a rotten banana. What, like, what are you going to do with that? The rotten bananas? Yeah, yeah. They went, like, the full... They it's got a worse. banana. Premeditated. Yeah, yeah. They aged the banana. Instead of, like, a, like a spur-of-the-moment banana, right. you mean? I mean, you know, the 
<laughs> a fresh banana. You don't slip on a fresh banana. No, you don't. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. So, uh, you know, my, just my point there is that there's obviously sort of like a trickle-down effect going on here. And not like a great economic way. A trickle-down effect of, of, of racism. racism. Yeah, that's the biggest problem of the whole Trump situation. It's like there, there are even moments that I think when I think have, and I have horrible visions of if, God forbid, he wins the election, that like in certain elements as far as like economically he's not dumb and he has interesting ideas. He's not smart either. He's not dumb, though. He really understands economics pretty well. He has run overall successful Did you hear? Did, have you heard about what happened with the hotel they just opened here last week? Here in D.C.? No. Mm -hmm. So he fucked up, like, the way they, I mean, not him personally, but they fucked up the way they, like, set up the payroll so badly that no one got trained until the hotel opened. So the first day that any of the staff worked there was also the first day guests stayed there. All you have to do is tell the guests, I'm sorry, we can't help you with that like they usually do. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not that hard to train that. Um, yeah, but, that, but the biggest part of the Trump situation mm -hmm. is just that he's given permission because he said so many things yeah. that are racist and are borderline racist he's given permission to what i think is what the silent majority is why else would you be silent right if you're a majority do you think it's you still, the, you think it's still the majority say. no not at all they just say that to boost their numbers right. and ego wise too it's a tiny fraction it's not half of trump supporters even probably like hillary's called them a basket of deplorables and fucked up and trump's going to mention that 25 times in the debate and uh which by the way I need to plug, you can come see the debate, watch the debate two hours after it airs from 8 to 10 p.m. at the Hollywood Improv Lab this Monday. Myself and Paul Provenza and a third comedian to be named soon will be watching it and commenting on mics called Comedy Juice Squeezes the Presidential Debate. Get tickets at improv.com right now. But um, So, yeah, so I think that it was a very... Would you ask me about the, about the comments? What? Um, I You were talking about... No, I, what did I, I don't remember what no. I asked you. Okay, I thought you were telling me something. I'm sorry. I mean, I think I did ask you something, but I don't know what it was. Anymore. I was in the middle of a very important plug, so I had to focus on that. Yeah, yeah, but, of course. Um, so, the, so she shouldn't have said that, but a significant, huge number of his supporters absolutely are these deplorable people that are racist and cannot move on from the concept that we're all the same, that we're all equal no matter of our religion or our race or our background or our economic upbringing or what we do for a living, and he has empowered that. And it's really, it's, even if he loses, it's going to be years and years until so we heal that. So let me ask that. you like a follow-up question to that. You're saying only half of those people are like kind of shitty people racist. Do you think it, it's there's nothing wrong with the other half of people that are willing to tolerate that? Just to get their guy into office? I don't think there's nothing wrong, but I think that, and I don't think there's nothing wrong, but they are people who are in a place where they just, they're okay, they can deal with the fact that their candidate says and does some messed up things because they just want something different. They mm -hmm. want to shake up the system. And you have to understand the other side because you can't just think they're nuts. Half the country I don't think is nuts. And then sure. the other thing that, that, that makes it okay is like, if it wasn't Hillary, if it was Bernie against Trump, I would think more negatively about the Trump supporters. But mm -hmm. Hillary has some legitimate sure. problems. So sure. you can't say it's the worst in the world when Trump lies and when Trump changes facts and when Trump says mean things about minorities because Hillary lies and Hillary has, you know, done really shady things and is very mm -hmm. secretive and greedy and gets paid too much for the, for the Clinton Foundation and takes meetings and co-mingles interests with countries we shouldn't be part of just to get line their pockets a little bit more. So there are legitimate criticisms. To me, it, the reason it's just still completely black and white is Trump is just unstable. He's a yeah. child. He literally just is a flamethrower. And you can't have somebody unstable like that running your country. We would become much more like North Korea, much more like 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 
Russia, there's a strong man that yeah. just is tough more than thinking things through. And Hillary is a very seasoned statesman who would just do a much better job at um, at running a nation. I don't love them either, but she's a much better. And I also believe that while she has greed that sometimes seeps in, I truly believe that she cares about people. If you yeah. look at her life's work, she tries to help children. She tries to help the poor. She tries to empower people. She, when I met her, I looked in her eyes and she seemed like a real person. Yeah. She seemed, and Trump just seems like he he looks through people and he's. So yeah. I I think it's scary as hell. So we'll see. Okay, so the, I think the most important thing for us to talk about probably is have you seen the promo images of George W. Bush's book of paintings soon no. to be released? No, but he's a good artist. So his it's a book of paintings of veterans of the war that he started. Oh, geez. There's like 46 of them. Are there limbs missing and things? Uh, not that I've seen. I got him. Because he created this war that was unnecessary. So unnecessary to be down now drying it. It's a weird yeah. turn. I mean, it's at least I mean, I interesting. Think he's painting he's like, it. I think he's. I don't know that there's enough introspection there to make it interesting. Right. Probably yeah. not. But here's an interesting, just more generally about painting. Is yeah. like Hitler used to want to be a painter, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody encourages painting. And he became the worst dictator of the world and killed millions and millions of people. And George W. Bush, many people say, was evil and committed war crimes and definitely did, through his policies, kill hundreds of thousands of innocent Iraqis, innocent civilians, human beings of equal worth to to everybody in America and everybody else. And he's painting now. We've got reverse order. (laughs) His second act is, I guess, a little bit more peaceful. But we have to – anybody that wants to be a world leader real bad and has – as the tendencies to be a strong man, just get him a yeah. painting class. So, like, you can give him coupons for Color Me Mine. Get him in there coloring mugs and shit. Whatever you got to yeah. do. You can follow my organization. Or watch out for painters. True that. You can follow my organization, Americans for Arts. Get some education, arts education, back in school. Yes. So that we don't have another W. Hitler scenario. Oh my God. What we'll if Trump? You know, what if Trump had yes. had a comprehensive? arts education right where would we be it would have been really nice i mean he, he worked in the arts he was a performing artist he's a tv <laughs> host he did it for a while too and he just and he used to have hitler's book of hitler's speeches by his bedside and study the way he spoke and that's why he's so good at manipulating people's speeches and branding and no one has art oh I mean, hillary i guess wants hillary to definitely does improve funding that's, for the arts I'm, don't maybe don't talk about this because I, I know what i'm talking about well i want you to say yeah things, so you know. stop saying things and i'll then say go them. ahead um donald trump gave a formal interview for our organization to the washington post where they asked him a list of questions about his platform for the arts which went like approximately as you'd expect yeah where he doesn't have like a, just a fucking clue at all what he's saying um and they try they made them like there was the question about arts ed, to which he was kind of like, eh, fine, like, whatever, I don't give a shit. Right. Um, and then they asked him a couple questions about, like, copyright law and about what to do about, like, embedded journalists in other countries. Because those are all, like, the arts issues aren't just, like, whether kids have art and whether, like, plays are funded or whatever. Right. So they asked him all these questions, and he got to the last one, and he was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And then they sent the questionnaire in. It wasn't, like, an in-person interview. Like, they mailed him the questions. He filled them out and then sent them back with the last questions answered, being like, "No, thank you, no, thank you." Just to this doesn't whole even conversation. have the focus on the arts to finish an interview and pretend. Yeah, yeah. So that's really. Yeah, I mean, Hillary is like hard for arts because she's a, like a, 
an education candidate. So look how many more Hitlers we're going to have springing up now. Everybody born in the era of Trump. No arts education. Reduced funding. They're going to become leaders of their own little country. Actually, this Congress is the first Congress that put arts education has to be included in the core curriculum. That's good. And it passed? Yeah. That passed? It's in the currently enacted education. A Republican-led Senate passed that? Well, that gives me a little bit of hope for our leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it's not controversial. There's no lobby going against it, right. really. Right. Well, and, like, we have a very, we have, like, a pack that all they do is. This, and a pack of uh, crayons. Ha. So dumb. That was not funny. So, I don't like that. A lot of like times that. I'm very dumb. I wish don't, you hadn't. Please don't live tweet that quote when you hear you don't want me, can I? You don't want me to just type, I am very dumb? You could do that one. Dash. I'll probably Bank retweet leave. that one. Yeah, that's. But, but, and I'll then reiterate, since the arts are so important, and since we've never seen painting from Trump, but he's been a performing artist, we should really just give him a last offer and let him get back in his glory days of being on TV, and we give Trump, if he drops out of the election now, we give him his own primetime, Just like a channel, maybe. NBC, even a, ch- no, a channel would be bad, it'd be another Fox News and it would poison the whole thing. You give him one reality show, okay, and you call it Trump Island, and you put on, he surrounds it with a wall, and he gets to run his own little country on one island, and you put a Muslim guy, and a Mexican guy, every, and, a, and a woman, but they sign up for it. Just whoever, weirdos in those groups actually support Trump, and he can just make fucked up rules to them, marginalize them, not let them do shit, and they have to compete, and so he gets kicked off the island. Well, one of the challenges should be painting. What's, no, one of the yeah. challenges should be painting, right. Yeah. And, and, and whoever does the worst paintings, they say, you have no potential in this, would you like to lead Trump Island next season? <laughs> Oh boy, how many stories we got left? That's that's the story. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to look at uh, some thunder rounds? Sure. So, do we have any answers for the for the Facebook Live answers of people yeah, answering you, what um, they want to what their biggest accomplishment in the last five or six years are? Uh, Nicole Rose Koffler says her biggest accomplishment was adopting her daughter and becoming a mom. Aww. That's really sweet. John Snyder said probably discovering Ben as comedian. LOL. But he said if you had to choose between Dane Cook, Eddie Murphy, or Ben, he'd lean towards you. That's really sweet. He didn't say opt fully, though. I I count that, but I don't know why he said LOL at the end, because that sounds like he's being sarcastic. Like, (laughs) my favorite to me, LOL. He's got a real answer. I'm just really not a fan of LOLs. Okay. uh, Raising his son to become a great man, maybe the next big comedian. Aw. Who said that? John Snyder. Josh, 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 Josh Snyder. Your dad would never say that. Josh Snyder. you in the last six years? Josh who? Your dad. My dad does still raise me, absolutely. I guess we just oh. talked to him twice. We did. He just <laughs> called me and congratulated me on the Kennedy Center, and I called back, and my mom's like, I also wanted to say congratulations, <sighs> Penny, and hi to Bridget Woodbury. Uh, Michelle Cecilia Luis says, yes, Glebe for president, and Justin Stolte wants Mark Twain prizes for everyone. Oh my God! <laughs> Bill Murray is the recipient of this year's Mark Twain Mark Twain Prize. One of my favorites of all time. It's coming up in a month or so. I'm so excited about that. That's like super coolest. And I'm, I'm giving. Does he mean so- when he says everyone? Do you think so? Like everyone in this room? No, I think he means everybody should get a Mark Twain Prize in the country. I mean, it would really dilute that prize. I just want to know. I just want to know where I am on his Mark Twain list. Where's Bridget Woodbury I- on the Mark Twain list? I have no idea. That's a good question. Also, as far as me running for president, I honestly, after this election, I've been giving it some damn thought. <laughs> I've been giving it some. I'll go head to head with Kanye well, in 2020. I don't give a shit. You gotta win Trump Island, and then yeah. oh, and you that's have how to you become it? the next Republican nominee. I'm out. There's no way I'm going near fucking Trump Island. <laughs> there is just zero chance. All right. Um, so what we're gonna do is now. Oh, I should have probably said that, that was the intro of Facebook Live answer. So I didn't. So no theme song, Declan. Don't worry about editing that in. Um, but we are now at what point in this recording at 33 minutes and 50 seconds. Somebody can remember that number and tell me later. 
Uh, it is time for the Thunder Round. And we're back. This is the Thunder Round. Um, we just checked in with the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the Glebe Squad, the Big Glebers and all of us, the Brain Trust, the Glebe Mob, the Glob, the Glebe Squad. We just checked in. We heard y'all aspirations, your accomplishments over the last five years. And now what we're going to do is, since Bridget and I both did not have time to read and prepare the stories in Chris Carter's UK Brain Trust. Do you want to yell son of a bitch again? Son of a bitch! I got another call and it paused the damn thing, but you didn't miss any content, you guys. Don't worry about it. first son of a bitch out? I think the first one probably was already out. Because it paused when that call came It was like a recreation. I recreated it. Son of a bitch! Is that better? Are you happy with that spice? I'll do one more. Son of a bitch! I did not the same way each time. I could have done Someone is going to make that into a... Son of a bitch! Someone's going to make that into a weird ringtone. Like, for sure. I'll give them a great meme shot. Son of a bitch! Well, I look like you look real crazy. I look crazy weird. In that, I look in really that crazy. Stuff like the waves uh, when you put the uh, oh, like the voices. Where you could have different voices on waves, and it's like turn down here. Oh, I had Morgan yeah. Freeman for a minute. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. And up ahead, you will turn left <laughs> into a room full of. Beautiful penguins. <laughs> um, so we're just going to look at the, the stories and guess what the story what must about. be about. We're just going to look at one or two of these here. We got one. Um, a baby gorilla has been named Harambe Mick Harambe Face after the zoo asked the public oh, to vote Jesus. on a name. Bad public, Chris says. And then he put the monkey emoji just to really hammer that Monkey home. covering the eyes. Yeah. The see no evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, obviously, the story is pretty self-explanatory there. I think it's a cute name for the gorilla. But, like, where did we come up with the Mick whatever face? Like, I know, but, like, why did that, how yeah, did that enter the public consciousness? That, that meme? <laughs> um, yeah, where did they, they the something Mick something face. Yeah, I know, it's it, pretty like, stupid. It's like, don't it's love like it. lazy comedy writing. But here's the thing, the, the Harambe thing in general, not everything needs to be an issue that divides the country. I think sure. you will agree. Sure. It was sad that that gorilla was killed. And also, you had to kill him. He was dragging a baby through sure. the river. You had no choice. That's the an issue that needs to divide the nation. If we can't even agree on, should we save a baby who's in the arms of a gorilla? How are we going to agree on fucking... It's anytime your phone makes a difference. Wow, so that alarm that came in paused it as well. But yeah, you can you can quote that quote, because that quote is one that I think stands for the whole mission statement of the podcast. The um, gorilla one or the one about... If we can't agree on okay, killing yeah, a gorilla, yeah. not killing a gorilla... I didn't know if you wanted me to talk a little more about how you don't know how your phone works. So. We're almost right, done. We're almost done. You what? I didn't know if you wanted to talk a little bit more about how you don't know how this app works. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe it keeps pausing. I'm so frustrated. I never get calls either. And all of a sudden, it's ringing, ringing, ringing. Well, they heard you're at the Kennedy Center. I know. It's a whole different life for me right now. Welcome. The smallest stage. Exactly <laughs> right. Thank you for re-pointing that out. Thank you so much. Thank you. And is that the biggest that. venue you've performed at? No. Not even close. <laughs> um, we need one last one and we got to stop. Um, what we got here? Um, here we go. North Korea bans sarcasm because Kim Jong Un fears people only agree with him. And I'm loading the story. Mm-hmm. He fears people only agree with him. Ironically, <laughs> that's in- that's good. That's we didn't. Great. We don't actually really have to make any guesses about any of these. Stories, no, I, but... that was almost sounds like an ironic story. Something yeah, it sounds like an onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it did not. No. But um, if. Trump wins. I think moving to North Korea, you got about a fit. It's probably going to be the same. It'll just be like a new scenery, same vibe. I like this this subhead, though, 
mocking expression of fool who cannot see the outside world is said to be circulating in North Korea. <laughs> like, that's the best they can do is some sort of, like, idiomatic expression that took him a few days to kind of suss out. You just used three words I don't understand. That's okay. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, my God. And somebody said of my new weird haircut with side bangs and, and, and ace fade shaved sides that I look like Kim Jong-un. And look <laughs> at this picture of Kim Jong-un. I really oh. sort of do. We're even dressed the same in this damn picture. Holy shit. I'm going to recreate this for the Facebook Live audience. And you can see it. If you just fast forward to the end of the Facebook feed. It is quite ridiculous. Um, look at this. Look at this picture of Kim Jong-un. And then look at me. <laughs> You see? It's very similar. Are you upset? How are you feeling about it? I don't that? feel great about it. I don't feel great about, about the haircut, and a lot of things. And that's a decent note to end it on. Do you have any final thoughts for the Brain Trust? You might not appear on this podcast again for three years. I don't. don't I, have a, a lot. I have a plug, though. Please. Which plug you away. hit me with a little bit before. Please. So if you are interested, you can check out the link. Ben's tweeted it. I've tweeted it. I play football to fundraise for Alzheimer's. I'm trying to raise $2,500, and I'm halfway there. If you want to help me out, the link is act.alz.org slash go to slash Bridget2016. Bridget, that's the longest URL possible. Well, it's on Twitter, but you, it's easy to type Why don't type you create a, a, a tiny URL out of it? Because it's already got an abbreviation. I don't know. It's fine. It'll be Say fine. it one more time, then. We'll, we'll just, I'll just tweet it. Is it pinned still at the top of your thing? Yeah. So just go to at B. Woodbury on Twitter, and it's pinned to the top. Yeah. And, and I'll put it on the last week on our phone, too. Please do. And then I'll donate $100 to that as well. That's awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. So um, please support that. It's a great cause. My grandmother had Alzheimer's, and that's not a fun disease. No. Um, The honor I I will give you that I give sometimes to my guests, rarely, you get to choose the song we go out on. I'm a little bit torn, actually, between... Walking on Broken Glass and anything but Walking on Broken Glass. <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to just reflect on what you think my real wish is. I often matter. play Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox in this podcast, and it comes out randomly uh, just to fuck with Bridget, who's transcribing because she hates the song so much. And I, you know what? I didn't used to hate the song so much. You, like, really impacted my life. I'm glad. Way. I'm so glad. So um, what song would you like? We'll choose anything else, anything but. No, no, I, I want you to decide whether you think I want to hear that song or not. Um, I really wish you would just choose something else. I don't. Oh, we'll just play it. I just will know to stop now it. Now you want to hear? Yeah, no, I'll know to stop it before right um, now. Okay, we're gonna go out with the Beatles. All you need is love. Ooh. Until last week, next week. This has been last week on Earth.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.